Welcome back to the Bay Brothers Podcast. Bay Brothers Podcast. Buckle up for an action-packed show with some of the best content in the land. With your hosts, Jack and Andrew. Hello, everybody, and happy Monday. Today is April 27th, and this is the 107th episode of the Bay Brothers Podcast. I'm Andrew Hall. He is Jack Deasing, and like we do every Monday, we'll start you off with our soft tissue tough cookie. Uh, tough cookie, something that you know surprised us this week, something that's going good in our life. Soft tissue, something we're disappointed in that uh, happened in the previous week. So I'll get you started with my uh, tough cookie. I got two of them today. First one, I'm going to go with my um, 2K fantasy team, the Boston Celtics. Uh, Kevin Durant is a fantasy draft, so a little bit of different teams, but Kevin Durant carried me all the way to the championship and uh, won on a buzzer beater a couple hours ago. It was a pretty thrilling moment and one of the most exciting, um, some of the most excited times I've been in the last month. So it was a good time. All right, for my uh, tough cookie, I got two. Um, one is going to be hats. A lot of people, obviously, not getting able to get their hair cut. Um, if somebody maybe has got some clippers in the house, they can do that. But hats are back um, right now if people don't want to show off their long hair or raggedy hair. And then, um, actually, no, I have saw two soft tissues. Never mind. Keep it there. Oh, okay. My other uh, tough cookie is uh, running. Um, I've gotten really into running over this quarantine. Haven't been able to do my, I'm usually a swimmer, but haven't been able to swim. Obviously, no pools open gotten really into running and uh, set a new goal trying to go 200 miles over the month of may so we'll see how that goes all right for my uh soft tissue i'm gonna go with the nfl draft not because i don't like the nfl it's just the fact that you know a lot was built up to it because of the quarantine and then obviously a draft is never what we think of it it's always very slow and you have to wait a long time but in in between picks it's very exciting for the players and um to watch those first few picks but um it's unfortunate that like we're looking forward to that so much because of the quarantine and we're kind of disappointed a little bit in there i'm gonna disagree with you on that one a little bit i know i'm more of an nfl fan than you are but i did think the draft fulfilled the need of like live sports i think it did a very good job i thought it was pretty entertaining um i think espn abc nfl network did a great job with it um Maybe didn't live up to like the quite the hype, I guess, which you made a good point on. But still, but speaking of the NFL draft, my soft tissue of the week is the Packers. Um, I'm not a diehard Packers fan, but I'm a pretty big Packers fan. I'll tune in every Sunday to watch their games. Um, and they, I think they had a horrible draft. Um, Jordan Love, uh, I don't understand that at all. Um, he's not going to be under the rookie contract. Doesn't really make any sense financially or I don't think he's really going to play unless because if they wanted a good backup they just could have gotten a free agent like Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston or Cam Newton secondly uh, their second round pick was a running back which are totally replaceable and they I don't think they should be taken until the fourth or fifth round and their third uh, round pick was a tight end who they're going to turn into a fullback and fullbacks are you know, so last century, I think, in the NFL. So not not very good picks for the Packers, I think. And a lot of people are saying that they have the worst draft in the NFL this year. 
so I from what I've heard, it just seemed like they didn't fill their needs. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, in the first three rounds, I thought they should have picked a defensive player, considering that was what um, made them lose to the 49ers last year. Is that the 49ers just ran the ball seven days a week, 24 hours a day on them in that game, and then uh, also they didn't get a receiver, and Aaron Rodgers wanted more weapons, but. Um, they obviously know more than we do, so maybe they did a good thing. And my uh, second soft tissue is going to be um, right now on LB Network, they're doing a little eSports kind of uh, MLB The Show bracket with one player representing each team. And I mean, like this is entertaining for a lot of people, and I understand that I watched a few minutes today of it. Um, Josh Hader and Boba Shett were playing for the respective teams. And I know we need more forms of entertainment, but it's like, I feel like you're stupid kind of low MLB network. There's a time and place for everything. And I don't know about this one. What other, what other content do you think they, they, they would do though? Well, I don't know. I just feel like they're a pretty sophisticated network. Just, I, I just like, I guess I'm just a little anti-esports getting put onto MLB Network. I respect esports in the sense of gaming and all of that as a profession, but I just I just can't get over the fact that we're really putting that on MLB Network. It's such a sacred thing for me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but some good news is that I heard ESPN is going to be putting the Korean Baseball League on soon, so maybe we'll get to know some of the Korean players, which would be kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to go into our final four for today. And as we said yesterday, this week we're doing uh, movies. So today it is final four of 80s movies. And Jack, I be- do I have the first pick today? Yeah, you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, for my first pick, I'm going to go with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I've seen this probably four or five times now. Definitely one of my favorite movies out there. I was talking to you about it a couple days ago um but i watched it a couple days ago and just reiterated the fact that uh just an incredible movie um the whole like the whole hour or the first hour i think is really just one of the best hours of um cinematic television out there i think um just with all the different layers um obviously you have ferris who's just super popular uh super funny um you know, he convinces everyone he needs a kidney transplant around the school. And then obviously his sophistic, sophisticated system of getting away with it where, you know, he fakes the clammy hands. Um, he fakes having a stomach ache. You know, he says you can't fake a fever because then you'll end up in a doctor's office. The way he uses the dummy and the different sound effects and how he uh, manipulates the principal. And then you got Cameron, who's kind of um, always down on himself, very negative. And then obviously Sloane, Ferris's uh, girlfriend, how they fake that uh, her grandma died to get her out of school. And then just all the adventures and what they did in eight hours. They went to a Cubs game. They went to a fancy restaurant. They went to the Sears Tower. They uh, they jammed a, a, a party on Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, oh, Michigan Avenue. I'm sorry. Pennsylvania Avenue is in D.C. Um, on Michigan Avenue. Um, and all the things they did, it was just pretty incredible and just a fantastic film i think for any age yeah uh the relatability is really key here and i think um i watched this movie most recently 
couple months ago, I think. And for the first time then is when I really kind of saw Cameron as a different character. I think before he was just kind of, um, I almost saw him as like a role player, not really doing much to add to the film. But I kind of, in that last time I watched it a couple months ago, I think I really saw like the importance of Cameron and his dynamic with Ferris and what watched an interview with John Hughes um, today and he talked about how his relatability with Cameron and how he felt like he was kind of always the Cameron and his the Ferris was like his fantasy self almost. Yeah, I think Cameron is very relatable considering a lot of people are like afraid to step out of their shell, um, afraid to like not please their parents. And in the end, Cameron kind of learned a lesson. And I think that was one of the central themes of the movie. Yeah, for sure. All right, for my uh, first pick, I'm going to go with Feel of Dreams. This is one of my uh, longtime favorite movies, mentioned a couple times on the podcast here. And classic baseball story. You got Ray Kinsella with the cornfield in Iowa. Um, the Field of Dreams still holds today. MLB is supposed to play a game um, there in Iowa this year, so big things coming there. But um, for the film-wise, kind of just a magical story of this man, uh, Ray Kinsella with his farm, building a baseball field, kind of going through his past, all kind of leading up to um, the game of catch with his father at the end, kind of reliving throughout baseball history. Um, so great, great storytelling in it as well. All right, for my next pick, I'm going to go with uh, the film Big uh, with Tom Hanks, uh, the story of a little kid, and he um jack and i watched this one together a couple months ago i think it was around christmas time um but he i don't don't exactly remember i think he was at some fair and he like magically grew up like 20 years older in one day and i think it was just kind of his experience of uh wait um just like looking back and trying to like relate to his friends even though he was 20 years older and no one really understood who he was i guess yeah and i think with this one it's kind of an underlining theme um it's kind of almost like a peter pan-esque thing where it's like a a never grew up kind of thing even though it looks like he's like immature he's kind of trying he like with that the woman he gets with i can't remember her name but she kind of likes him because he acts like a kid almost he's kind of a free spirit and that's how like he's trying to like think about his whole life as I don't want to grow up I'm going to stay as this kid and I think that's really relatable for a lot of kind of young adults who um, are kind of pushed into the society of like you need to act like an adult and be totally mature when really in reality you can still be kind of a free fun loving kid at the same time yeah so if my memory serves me right it was just about him living life as a 30 year old, but really in like an 11 year old's shoes, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of okay. the essence of the story. All right, for my uh, next one, I'm going to go with The Breakfast Club. This one is another John Hughes film. I watched this one only yesterday. It's already getting in here. Um, I watched about another, like half of it this morning as well, um, just because I like that a lot. Basically, the story only takes place in uh in one set pretty much in their in the library um it's very well known movie teenage high school movie as well and basically just kind of the coming out story of these five individuals kind of talking about their problems with their parents and kind of releasing all their different nerves and anxiety and opening up to each other with a random group of people um from their high school it's a really touching story and i think about the last probably say the last 20 minutes 
I would put it in top three, like best stretch of all time movies that I've ever seen. It's not even anything dynamic, really. It's just them talking in a circle. Wow. I got to tune into that one. Uh, it's a classic. But for my next pick, I'm going to take Rain Man. Uh, it's one best uh, overall film Oscar for the Academy Awards in 1988, I believe. And uh, Tom Cruise starring. Um, and it, it's just an incredible story of uh, Tom Cruise. He finds out he has a stepbrother who I believe has autism. And he goes to meet him in a in the place where he lives. Um, he picks him up and then he kind of brings him all over the country. They go on this journey um, to the West I don't really know why they go to the West, but for some reason they do. But anyways, they end up in Vegas, and the his stepbrother is a, uh, a savant in um, mathematical sense. So um, Tom Cruise, it kind of starts him off as uh, a Tom Cruise movie. Um, he's like a car salesman. He's, uh, he's known for being super arrogant and kind of in that Tom Cruise way, I guess, um, and then he grows into being very, very nice to his brother, and they grow to like become great friends. And at the beginning, he's just kind of taking advantage of his uh, stepbrother's great talents. But then in the end, uh, they they really grow a little closer together. But it's a very funny movie, I guess. Um, a lot of classic lines. I buy my underwear from Kmart. I gotta watch Jeopardy at five. Um, two of the most classic movie lines out there. So a really, really great film, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. I watched this one and. Uh psychology last semester in school and our uh, teacher continually made um, jokes and kind of all repeating all those lines they just said throughout the year but uh, for my last pick um, tough to decide this one but I'm going to go with the Dead Poet Society um, starring Robin Williams with one of his all-time great performances here as a teacher at an all-boys boarding school and basically the story goes I've only seen it once it was a while ago but um, it's snuck in here just because kind of the meaning of the story so there's this uh, kid named Neil and he's his dad wants him to really just focus on school, but he wants to kind of go into the arts and uh, do plays and musicals and be kind of more free-spirited. And um, Robin Williams, their teacher, is really encouraging them to go against the grain and kind of do their own thing. They even, like, rip out a page of Shakespeare's book. They um, do – he does a lot of different teaching methods. Um, oh, Captain, My Captain is a very famous line from this. And I say Robin Williams, um, this performance – especially was one influence on me to want to become a teacher um, his performance to teach against the grain and do things unconventionally um, very sad ending of the main character Neil commits suicide because of all the pressure um, but very heartwarming story um, but devastating end um, I think you were misspoken we do have one more pick oh we but... do okay yes we do um, for my last pick I'm gonna go with Top Gun I watched this on Saturday, I believe. Um, another movie starring Tom Cruise. Um, and once again, he's kind of the arrogant. He's an arrogant Navy uh, person. Or I don't know. It's like Navy Air Force. They don't really clarify. They say he's in the Navy, but he flies uh, He flies planes in the Army. And he goes to this Top Gun Academy, which is for the best pilots out there. And it's just kind of the story of... Uh, he meets this girl um, who's one of the instructors at the academy. So there's that. And then there's also uh, he has this best friend who um, 
who dies in while they're training. Um, one of their planes goes down because of a malfunction, and he deals with guilt over he thinks it's his fault that his friend died. But um, in the end, he kind of overcomes his fear. He becomes one of the best pilots in the academy. And then uh, him and Iceman, who's kind of his competitor the whole time, eventually they go into real combat in the middle of the Indian Ocean, presumably against the Russians as it's in the middle of the Cold War. And they have this epic battle. But anyways, um, it's really good cinematography for its time, 1986. And you couldn't honestly really tell that it was from way back um, then, 35 years ago. Um, Really well done really well with the planes i didn't absolutely love the story but overall i think it was a good 80s film and i was listening to something about it and say it totally encapsulated what the 80s were all about with the outfits and the songs and a great soundtrack and um everything like that so i'm gonna put it in there <clears throat> all right for my last pick um i'm gonna go with back to the future one of my all-time favorites um, Back to the Future 2 just misses the cut here, and um story I've seen many times of Martin McFly and his weird older friend Doc. They're building a time machine. They go back in time. They get stuck there. Um, eventually, they get out, but just kind of a, you know, there's a lot of time travel movies that go south. This one, um, they nailed it right in the head, I think. Um, it was a dynamic relationship between Marty and Doc. Um, always loved that, but uh, nevertheless... Uh, Back to the Future is a great series, but the first one, I've got main props to there. So is this, I think Back to the Future 2 is where they predict that the Cubs will win in like 2015, right? Yeah, that was the that was the prediction, yeah. Uh, one year off. I know, right? Um, <laughs> well, no, because I remember, yeah, because like they're, I remember that day, it was October, I think it was October 21st, 2015, and um, obviously some of their Obviously, the future looked a lot different, um, but if you remember correctly, about around that time, they made like the Back to the Future shoes, and you can buy them for like $25,000 right now. They're on sale for. Now, a quick break from our ad over at Anchor. All right, that's it for the final four today. Jack, take it away. All right, once again, you can email us at babrillers2018 at gmail.com. You can tweet us at babrillers1 and at andrewhall underscore two and at dcnjack. All of our Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all that good stuff will be linked below. But for now, we're going to close you with Twist and Shout, the song that Ferris Bueller sang on Michigan Avenue on the float as he crashed that parade. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you, baby.